0: everybody, welcome back to the CFS Transformation Podcast. Today I'm going to be sharing one thing that you could start doing now, today and every day, that I guarantee will change the prognosis of your recovery for the better. You will recover a lot faster and a lot smoother if you do what I'm about to tell you to do. Having said that, I am willing to bet that most people listening will not do it. It's very simple. And I often think that this particular bit of advice is so simple that people don't do it because surely it can't be that easy. It's like you're waiting for a colossal game-changing bit of new research to come out or a technique that is so complex that it makes sense that it would help. But keeping it simple... And not overlooking the basics is a superpower, in my opinion, when it comes to health generally. The basics are the basics for a reason, and often the most simple changes we can make have the most profound effects. And while there are, of course, other things that will contribute to a full recovery, this is the main one that will determine the outlook of your recovery and it will also allow you to be completely imperfect with everything else but still progress in the right direction okay so drum roll please that was my little drum roll on my laptop I hope you heard it <laughs> one thing that I want you to start doing today is to change the way you talk and feel about your recovery so that you completely and utterly, 100% believe in it. We are not trying to live with CFS. We're not trying to manage CFS. We aren't doubting recovery or if it's possible, and you're no longer going to talk about it as if it's a long off, far away concept that potentially will never happen. Please keep listening for my scientific research-based explanation of why this is the one thing that will actually help you. This is important, and this is where the people who stay sick longer or forever go wrong. They talk about recovery as if it's far away. And by talking, I'm including your internal voice in that. So your thoughts, how you talk to yourself... And how you may talk about yourself to other people as well. Okay, I'm excited for this episode. So I'm going to organise it quickly so I don't just kind of ramble. First, I'm going to give the reasoning behind why this is so important. And then towards the end of this episode, I'm going to give some real life examples of how you can change your language and beliefs. So that you can actually start to implement this. Okay, so... We need to change the way we speak and think about our recovery first. Then, naturally, beliefs will change. The reason for this is because your beliefs shape your reality. They shape your world. Your beliefs can be conscious or they can be subconscious. And what you believe determines your day-to-day actions and behaviours. And how we feel emotionally as well as energetically. And this is important because our emotions inform our nervous system of whether we need to be in survival mode or not. And this obviously impacts our state of health. As an example, somebody who has a belief that they're not good enough, whether conscious or subconscious, that person will act in accordance with that. And a few examples of that behaviour would be um, not pursuing dreams, struggling to connect with others, lacking motivation, never trying really hard at something because they've already decided that it won't work because they don't feel worthy to live the life that they want to have. These behaviours then create the feelings and bring about the emotions of not believing you're good enough, such as disconnection, anger, sadness, isolation, frustration, confusion. A lot of negative emotion comes off the back of these behaviours. And so if we're feeling these negative emotions a lot of the time, that means a lot of the time our nervous system is in a state of hyper arousal, um, and in some degree of survival mode. And when we experience a lot of negative emotion, a lot of the time, physical changes happen in the body. Your heart rate spikes, your breathing rate is quite dysregulated. Um, so oxygen isn't pumped around the body as efficiently. So you might have some numbness or some tingly feelings. Your muscles can become very tense and you will just generally feel quite uncomfortable. The opposite of relaxed. And if this goes on for a long period of time, this is when we start to see chronic conditions or illnesses emerge from the body. If you can't communicate what's on your mind, it will be expressed through your body. Your body literally takes over. And in the short term, this can look like you saying one thing, but your body language and your energy and your aura saying something completely different. And in the long term, it looks like years of ignoring your emotions, your needs, and therefore your body having some kind of breakdown, which is usually portrayed through illness or injury. So hopefully that shows you why your beliefs The things you believe about the world and about yourself shape your reality. It's because they dictate the way you see the world, therefore how you show up in it with your actions, behaviours and emotions. So if you don't believe in your CFS recovery, your actions and maybe more importantly, your emotions and feelings will be reflective of that. You likely won't stick to any method of recovery for very long. You won't consistently do things that you know will help you. Things like diffusing from your thoughts, gentle somatic movement, or some kind of practice that helps you be present and compassionate to your body, Um, getting support for emotional regulation. You won't eat food supportive of your energy. You won't stop people pleasing or burning yourself out. And all of this, the reason you won't make these changes is because you don't believe that your situation can actually be improved. So it's like, why am I going to bother doing this? Because it's not actually going to help me. And what happens as a result, you feel worse emotionally because you don't see improvements. And also because of the lack of healthful behaviours. And the more time that passes where you don't feel like you've improved, just makes it even worse, because more time's passed, more evidence has been built up. And more consistent negative emotions means more, um, like, dysregulation for your nervous system, more arousal of your, like, into your survival mode. And just notice how I say consistency there. Um, the more consistent your negative emotions, the more upset your nervous system gets because your nervous system is actually more than capable of handling short-term negative emotion. That's a part of being human. They're meant to be felt. I don't want to imply that you shouldn't ever feel negative. Absolutely not. It's a consistency factor and how you feel most of the time is what affects your health and your nervous system. It's the chronic negativity and the unhelpful beliefs that have a damaging effect on our health and a damaging effect on how we show up. So how do we go about changing beliefs, especially when we lack evidence, which we usually do with CFS? The most effective and quickest tool that I can recommend is changing your language. At the moment, it's likely you speak about your CFS as if you've got it forever. And this can show up in really subtle ways. It's kind of like you still feel like healing is something that will happen in the future. and Maybe you keep using language like, I'm staying, st- I'm staying stuck or um, I'm going around in circles or I'm not improving. I don't know if I'm healing. This is the subtle day-to-day language that honestly when i speak to most people considering doing the program or just generally with cfs this is the type of language that comes up an awful lot the language we use and the thoughts we think most repeatedly become our beliefs and the job of your mind is to make your thoughts real if you want more of an explanation on that go and listen to my other podcast episode which is called I think it's called Change the Way You Think. But basically in a nutshell, your thoughts and your language inform your mind. And the ones you think or say on repeat the most become a reality because you believe them. Your mind then informs your nervous system because your mind is connected to your amygdala which is in your brain and your brain is a part of your nervous system. And that is how it becomes a physical response, because your nervous system listens to your mind just as much as it listens to your physical reality. A quick example of this is you get in your car, you think, I'm an awful driver. I hate driving. I'm really bad at driving. And this is something you think every time you get in the car. So it's the belief becomes a belief. So what happens is when you get in the car now, your heart rate goes up a bit. Uh, you get a bit panicky, maybe your hands get clammy, your vision is hyper-focused. So you set off and chances of you having an accident are now much, much higher. Or just driving erratically yourself is much, much higher. This has actually happened to me before. <laughs> Not in that way. I don't actually think I'm a bad driver. I think I'm quite a good driver. But if I have ever like made a mistake like um, bumped the curb as I'm driving off the back of that I get a bit panicky and then I start telling myself oh, I'm having a, a bad day at driving today so as I continue my commute wherever I'm going things start to happen more like I become worse of a driver not because I'm a bad driver but because I'm in this state of panic and I've told myself that I'm having a bad day Um, you know, chances of me seeing a red light will be a lot lower because my vision is hyper-focused and because my heart rate is up, um, I'll be a lot more jerky in how I'm driving and it becomes a reality just from this one thought. So language is very powerful. Let's just, for the sake of the podcast, let's include um, thoughts in language because it's essentially the language you use with yourself is your thoughts. So when I say language, I'm including your thoughts in that. Something else that's really important with the language is the tense we use. If you're always talking about healing or recovering in the future tense, then it's always going to be in the future, which means you'll never really believe in it and it'll never really happen. So change your language, change the tense. Even if it feels fake or currently untrue, that's fine. Some examples would be... I am healing every moment of the day. I don't have CFS. I'm just experiencing this temporarily. I am healthy. My body, my immune system are functioning well and want to support me. I'm a healthy person. I'm always progressing. I trust my body to recover and to heal and to be whole. I have absolutely no doubt that my body mind are healing if you can repeat this kind of language more often than your negative language your beliefs will start to change and your reality your physical state will start to change imagine for a moment that you have a 100% guarantee that you are healing And one day soon you will not be experiencing cfs imagine that it was completely inevitable and there is absolutely no need for you to worry about not recovering or staying sick imagine how much lower your anxiety would be imagine how much more energy you would have because you're not spending all of that emotional energy on worrying about not getting better That feeling is the feeling that we want to cultivate more of, because you attract the energy that you put out most consistently. And if you're putting out to the world, I'm sick, I'm stuck, my body is broken, there's something wrong with me, I'm never getting better. That is the energy that you will attract back and cultivate in yourself. This is the type of thing that many people write off as airy fairy crap. I used to do that too. <laughs> but, and I'm honestly just talking to old me here, that is so uneducated and naive. One of the amazing things about humans is that we act in accordance with what we describe, what, we, what language we use and what we believe. If you say, I'm embarrassed, you usually go bright red and like giggle. If you say, I'm sad, your eyes fill with tears. Language equals physical reality. I'm not going to try and convince you, but I will offer some evidence just to consolidate it um, in everyone's mind. Firstly, this is what I'm describing here, this is the concept of mind-body connection, which isn't spoken about a lot, which is why I think a lot of people don't accept it, or maybe it's just like a misunderstanding of it. Um, But if you don't understand mind-body, all that means is that your mind informs your body, which brings about an effect on your physical state and your health. There's a misconception That our mind is like floating somewhere above our head and our body is our body and there's no connection between the two. Not true. Mind body connection is real. And honestly, the nervous system is that connection, which is why it's so, so, so important to make your mind a place that is healthy and resilient because that will translate into your body and to support your mind We want to make sure our thoughts are in alignment with how we want to physically feel and who we want to be. I think one reason that this isn't received that well by many people is because of this phrase, it's all in your head. I've had a few clients who have been told this previously and it's very, very, very damaging. I hate this phrase or at least the way in which it's delivered. There's not an explanation offered, and it just sounds patronizing and a bit rude, slash, invalidating, of how you feel. And it can also like have the effect of increasing your own self-criticism and self-doubt and mistrust of your body. I think, and the sad thing as well, is it's usually like a doctor <laughs> or a family member who says to you it's all in your head, which is just makes it even worse. So When people say to you, it's all in your head, if you've been told that, what I think they really mean is this is your mind body connection, but they themselves are just very uneducated on that. It's your thoughts, language and beliefs that are affecting your health. And as we now know, this is in your, um, what, sorry, what's in your mind has a direct impact on your physical health. So in a way, it's all in your mind in some cases, but that doesn't mean that it's not real for you physically. And I think that's what's really annoying with the phrase, it's all in your head. It connotes that what you're feeling in your body isn't real, um, when in fact, it's very real. It's just not coming from a physical cause. And, you know, this is exactly what, like, This is exactly what anxiety or a panic attack is. It's a physical response to a trigger, usually an emotional trigger, in your mind. So I think that's what people mean when they say it's all in your head, but the way in which that sentence is delivered and the lack of explanation behind it, um, I think that puts people off kind of accepting this mind-body model even more. It's not that it's not real in your body, 100% it is, but it's coming from your mind um, because the mind-body are connected. So, you know, it could be all in your mind for sure, but that doesn't mean that it's not real. The power of the mind, I think it's just so underrated in medicine and therefore generally as well. Your mind has so much power over your health In fact, it has equal amount of power over your health as your physical reality does. And something I've seen repeatedly in the people who have been sick for the longest time or haven't yet recovered is that they say they don't fully believe in their recovery or they have like regular doubts that it's possible. And what I've come to realise is that it's not a case of they're sick so they don't believe it's a case of they don't believe so they stay sick and as time goes on all they do is build up more evidence that they can't get better which is why it gets harder because they've completely lost hope and the language and the beliefs around it have just gone to such a negative place if anyone's listening and feels like that change your language and change your beliefs asap There is no side effect of doing that. There's literally no downside to doing it, um, but there is like an unlimited upside. So like I said earlier, at first when you start doing this, it will feel forced and fake. That's okay. Saying I'm healthy when you don't feel it obviously feels fake, but it doesn't matter. You need to repeat these things first before it becomes real, before it becomes a belief. Remember, you change your language and then follows the belief. So it's not going to feel real at first because it's not a belief yet, which means it hasn't had the time and the consistency to actually change your physical reality. Start talking to and about yourself in terms of who you want to be so that you can create that person. And when you start seeing some subtle changes, you will start to build this bank of evidence of your transformation, and it will become easier and easier to believe with time and practice. Change your language, change your beliefs, change your reality. Okay, last few things here. So I'm gonna give now some real life examples, which I actually feel like I've already done, Um, but repetition is key. And I'm sure I can come up with some more. So instead of saying, I don't know if I'm going to recover, say, I am recovering. Or even better, I'm recovered. I'm just learning to get back to a healthy, fulfilling life. Instead of, I'm staying stuck, say, I'm allowing my body as much time as it needs to thrive. Instead of saying, I'm sick. can say I'm healthy, I'm healing, I'm whole, I'm in balance. My immune system is amazing. My immune system is my first line of defence and it works powerfully and properly all the time. My nervous system is in regulation. You can get creative with this. Come away from the language of a sick person and shift Into that of a healthy person. And I have touched on this a little, but the last, last, last thing I'm gonna say here is consistency. This won't help you if you don't do it frequently. And I was gonna say regularly, but I think frequently and regularly mean the same thing. Um, Often. It's not about chanting this to yourself once a week. It's about genuinely changing your internal narrative, your internal voice, and your external voice. Um, we want this to be kind of like a permanent style of language that we start to use and start to adopt. You're not just doing this for your recovery, but for your life. We always want these kinds of um, positive health beliefs. So don't see this as like an exercise to do once a week to like repeat these affirmations. Just change your dialogue to it. So in conclusion, the one thing that you can start doing today and every day to guarantee your recovery is changing your language, your thoughts and therefore your beliefs. Thank you for listening. I appreciate you. If you do get value from this podcast, I would love it if you could share, follow or review it simply so it can continue to grow and reach more people suffering with CFS. It'll take you less than a minute, but it could change someone else's life for the better.